Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hey guys, so today we are going to get real for a second. We are going to burst one of the biggest myths that we think is hanging around the creative community and the small biz community. And this myth is pretty dang dangerous, we think, to believe and to say and to be seeing as often as we are. And the giant myth that we're talking about today is when people lovingly say that they get paid to be creative. Ugh. I hate this. I hate it. I used to think that this was true. I will admit, I was on the same side of the lines that 99% of the people are on. Well, not maybe 99. I'm just guessing. But I was new to the online business world. I was new to working for myself. And I thought that is just what people did. I thought they got paid to do something they loved all the time. But the danger in this phrase and believing it... And even telling yourself and other people that you get paid to be creative, it oversimplifies this entire thing. And so not only is it dangerous for you to believe it of other people, because you then think it's super easy to do this, to get paid and paid well to do something that you just so happen to love. And that thing might just be a creative category. But it's also dangerous to tell other people that that's what you do, because it oversimplifies the hard work and the skills and the trial and error and the tweaking that you have to do every single day to run a business. You're a boss, and you are doing this job so well. But By saying you're getting paid to be creative, it's like saying you make jewelry all day or you do calligraphy all day or you, you know, run an event planning business all day and you're just focusing on the craft. You're just focusing on the creative product when in fact, you know, if you're doing this job well at all, that you probably spend 80% or more of your time not doing that. You spend it on other things. I think it's a really hard realization once 
small business owners start to get the swing of things and find their groove and are building the foundation of their business, how little that they have time and that it makes sense for them to actually be creating. And that's a hard pill to swallow because when we tell ourselves we get paid to be creative, you're exactly right. We visualize these beautiful office and these beautiful studios where we're making with our hands and we're designing and we're getting to do the fun stuff all day. So we tell ourselves if we're getting pulled away from those fun things and those creative things that we're doing something wrong, that we should be the artist and getting to create all day. But in reality, if you're wanting this to be sustainable, if you're wanting this to grow, if you're wanting a team, if you're wanting to go wholesale, if you're wanting to be featured, whatever goal it is, then you need to be putting on that business hat. Yeah, the business woman inside of you has got to thrive and you have to focus on the business growth strategies in order to create a sustainable income. If your income is up and down and all over the place, it's probably because you've been focusing on your craft a little too much. And I'm sorry that I have to be the one to tell you, be the giant bearer of bad Mm -hmm. news. But if you start focusing on the business side of running your business, you will be shocked with how much quicker you will see growth, how much more income you can see as a result of the wonderful things you do create all the time. Because this thing is real. This thing is possible, but you're not getting paid to be creative. You're getting paid to be an intellectual businesswoman. And P.S. If you own a business and you're a woman, you are a businesswoman. Yes. I don't know why we're so afraid to hold on to that title and just take it and just own it. We really like to kind of shy down and say it's a hobby or it's a passion or it's just something I'm really good at and sometimes I get paid for it. But if you're here and if you're listening to this, then I think that you want this thing to be bigger. Then you are actively seeking out educators for you to learn things from to make whatever it is you have going on right now bigger and better. So in that case, If you have not yet fully identified with that businesswoman title, I want you to take a second and do that right now. You are not getting paid to be creative. You are getting paid to be a businesswoman. So let's like, literally, let's take a pause. Mm -hmm. Let's, you know, put this on pause. And I want you to say out loud, I am boss. I am in charge. I am a businesswoman. And if you need to say that five times to get yourself into the mindset that this is what you're doing then you need to. Because I love when people say, I'm a calligrapher, I'm a florist, I'm a designer, I'm all of these things. Those are the craft. And that's amazing. But I think if you are in charge, if you are running the show, you are CEO, you are boss first. You might still design, you might still do the creative aspect, but boss is number one. Because 100%, I'm going to break down the wall for you here. When you look at other successful business owners, maybe they're doing calligraphy and hand lettering. Maybe they're doing stationery and they have an Etsy shop, stamps, cards, photography, whatever. And you see these women succeeding and you see them owning that business title. And you keep telling yourself, oh, they're getting paid to be creative. Then you think that they are constantly in that zone of creation and that's what makes them money. And that is not the case at all. They have put on the other hats of marketing, of content creation, of sales, and all the bajillion of other hats that are out there for us to wear. 
And that creation hat sometimes doesn't get put on as much as we want it to. And that's okay. But that's what's creating a business is all about. Well, and I want to kind of get over this myth that, you know, I think a lot of successful people tend to downplay the parts of their business they don't like doing, even though they do them all the time. So if you were to walk up to someone that you look up to and you see them doing these things, they would probably still talk to you about how much they love doing their job, their job being their craft, but they're probably not being super honest with you about how much time they're scheduling social media posts, how much time they're working on their blog content, how much time they're writing emails, because no one really wants to know because it kind of, it's kind of soul sucking sometimes because it isn't super creative. Sometimes it is just doing your job. Doing the work. Yeah, we forget that there's a shit ton of work going on behind the scenes of the next flat lay covered Instagram feed that you see. It is not all marble contact paper and espresso cups, let me tell you. No, 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 no. It is not. And I think a lot of these people are so incredibly hard on themselves in addition to, you know, working on that craft full time. I mean, I've been reading Emily Lay's book, Grace Over Perfection, and I've been so shocked to realize how the same we are, like Mm -hmm. how much she drove herself into the hospital, like Mm -hmm. her laying in an MRI machine. I was like, oh my God. Like I've been there and I don't talk to people about it. I don't talk to people about how many times I've been to the doctor's office or how many times I've been to the PT because I've literally worked myself into a bad place Mm health-wise. People don't talk about this stuff. And so we're going to try to lay it out there and we're going to talk to you about the mistakes because we want you to be successful. We Mm -hmm. want you to be profitable. We want you to feel like you have this thing and you can own this thing. We're just going to stop putting up blinders. Like if you want to know anything about business, we're going to tell you like it is. We're going to be super honest about it. And we're going to prepare you to be awesome business women. Heck yeah. So let's get into the specific things that we see time and time again of new and seasoned business owners alike making these mistakes that lead into perpetuating this myth of getting paid to be creative and not taking the business seriously. And that's really the foundation of what needs to pivot. So the first is using that fudge factor for the sake of first impressions. Yes. Oh my gosh. I think people will lie to you. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not because they want to do it intentionally. I think it's just that you you get a little weird about being the only one in your business. And so I think when we see businesses start to grow their team, we start to get a little jealous or maybe that's not the word. I hate saying jealous because that's not necessarily true. I think we have a tendency to want to be like the majority, whatever the majority is. That's what humans want to do. We want what everyone else has. And we think if other business owners have a team or a thousand VAs or a studio office or whatever, we think that that's what's going to help us be successful. So we want it also. Yeah. So I think you need to just own wherever you're at. I think it's totally fine to say you're running this solo. In fact, I would respect you more. When I started, I used to use we all of the time on my website copy because I thought it was like portraying that I was like some ad agency that could handle all of your business needs, yada, yada, yada. 
which was not true. If I had just portrayed that I was one person, this is what I could handle. And this is how I could help you. I think I just, I would have been in a better place. Well, because here's the thing, it doesn't even necessarily come down to saying I or we if there's only one person versus more than one person. Using that fudge factor in the sense of just own what your situation is like, period. The thing is, is that we are attracted to people, both clients, customers, audience, collaborations, whatever it is, by being able to relate to that person on some level. And so if we see this person online and we think that they have a studio or they have a large team and they really don't, well, we've already told ourselves, okay, maybe that person's a little bit unattainable because I don't have those things. So I'm not going to reach out to them. I'm not going to want to collaborate with them. I'm not going to want to buy from them. Whatever the reason is, we tell ourselves these things. When in reality, that person is sitting in their office in their PJs with Netflix going on on their TV in the other room, working away at their computer while their dogs are barking in the background. And that might be your reality too. And so own whatever you have and whatever your circumstance is, talk about it in whatever way that makes you feel comfortable, but you don't have to hide it is what we're giving you permission to do. And that, trust me, will open so many doors for you, whether you're finding your biz BFF or whether you're finding your next client or customer. Okay. Yeah. I think it's everything. It's like the kind of workspace you're in. Are you in a one bedroom apartment versus a house? Are you, do you have a studio space or not? Do you have employees or not? Do you have a beautiful marbled kitchen (laughs) or do you still microwave things? Like I don't care. Nobody really should care. And if they do get them out. Like, well, and do you still have a nine to five and oh, you're working yes, on this yes. after 5 p.m. Oh my gosh, or when you yes. get home, you don't have to pretend like you're being able to work on your craft all day, every day. You are in an office or you are in another place for the majority of the day. If you have a full-time job, it's okay to own that. And it's okay to bring that into your story and your growth. People love connecting with that. Yeah. I think own it. All of it. Just yes. Like, it's so much easier to be yourself than to try to pretend to be something else. And I think this leads right into our next mistake that we see of doing everything to appeal to everyone else. And this is anything. This is all of the points that we just brought up. But it's also, you know, we all be the first to admit we love us some flat lays on Instagram. We love us some marble contact paper. I have a marble laminate little setup in my office where I take a lot of our pictures on. We love those pretty pictures. I recently saw a thread where someone was like, hey, real talk, I am over the marble. What other background ideas can I like spam me with your background ideas so I can mix it up on my own feed? And that's awesome. I loved her for saying, you know what? Everyone else is doing this and I personally just don't like it. I could do it and it would fit in beautifully. And I know people would love it, like react well to it, but I don't sit well with that. And I don't want that as my brand. So I'm going to step out of that box. And that's just one tiny example. Absolutely. I think regardless There's a lot of ways we go about trying to do this. Like I think we talk, especially in our messaging, whether that's like a social media caption, our website copy, blog posts, whatever. I think we try to broaden who we're speaking to. Yes. And it makes it really hard to understand. And it makes it really hard to relate to because you're like, well, maybe you're like this or like this or like this. And they're like, dude, I'm nothing like any of those things you just mentioned. Well, in real talk, this was our biggest mistake for so long. 
Oh my gosh. Yes, for sure. And I think the moment we just owned like our little bit of crazy mm-hmm. and we started, you know, we throw in shit every now and again. <laughs> like there's a reason this podcast is Mark explicit. Like it's just how we had to roll to make this work. Hide your kids. <laughs> we just had to speak to the woman who would get us and we, yep. we had to stop speaking to every woman or well, every, this- everybody. Yeah, yeah. And this is true not only in your, okay, like your branding and your marketing, whatever, but literally your niche of who you're talking to. And this is what took us a while to figure out as well is, okay, we knew we wanted to talk to creative small business owners. We knew they were creative entrepreneurs. We knew all of these other things, but I think we got so hung up on talking to everybody at every stage of business. And we got so hung up on trying to define that. Are you at the beginning stage? Are you a seasoned? Are you an expert? Where are you? When in reality, we're talking to the people who feel a certain way and you can feel that certain way no matter where you are in business. Yeah, I do think that totally ties into the the niche, the niche, whatever you want to call it. The, <laughs> let's, let's post the a issue. poll. Do you say niche or do you say niche? We're going to have a poll in the link of the show notes because I truly want to know where our audience lies. How are we going to even write it different? It's literally spelled the same. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Maybe (laughs) it'll be an audio poll. It'll be an audio poll. One or two. So I think for this in general, we got so caught up on, you know, the niche aspect. Like we thought we had to be even more narrow. Okay. So I think there's two problems. I think you're either speaking to everyone or you think you have to speak to like, Sally Joe down the street who you talked to that one time. I don't think like Emily was talking about, it doesn't have to be a certain stage in business, a certain demographic, a certain, you know, like you do not have to be quite that narrow. But I think keeping in mind people's personality traits, how they think, how they feel, that works for us. Because I couldn't, I tried. Oh my gosh, I can't even tell you how many times I tried to be like, well, maybe we'll just talk to just photographers, right? Or just right. designers or just calligraphers. And I just couldn't. Like I wanted to, but I was like, but I love all these other people. <laughs> so know that you can find a happy place. But like our good friend Marie Folio says, if you're talking to everybody, you're talking to nobody. Absolutely. So I think the next thing we want to dive into is believing in the myth, build it and they will come. This one really pisses me off. I I see it all the time. And I see it in graphics too of like, guys, if you build your website, they will come. Bullshit. Guys, if you make your beautiful business cards and you just pass them out, they're just going to start calling you. If you have a pretty Instagram feed, they're just going to come. Bullshit. (laughs) It's true. It's true. I think a lot of it is we get stuck on this idea of if we do blank up front that everything else will just fall into place. Everything else will just line up. The stars will align. The crickets will start chirping. In a good way. In a good way. (laughs) Not in like the creepy horror film way. And things will just work out. But the reality is not only do you have to do the work before, but you have to keep doing the work. (laughs) You have to launch it. You have to get out there. You have to talk about it. And I don't necessarily think this was something we necessarily suffered from. I think we're like launch crazy people. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yep. But I do think we saw a ton of other people do it. Like we would literally see them work day and night and work so hard on creating this new product or service or website or whatever. And then they were so disappointed that it didn't work out for them. 
Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Well, the thing is, is that we see time and time again, people convincing themselves that certain strategies don't work for their business because they didn't actually have a strategy, a marketing plan, a launch plan, and they weren't doing it over and over again. And that's something we can definitely dive in a lot deeper, probably later on in this, in another episode. But the idea of creating a website, great snaps for you. Now, how are you going to get people there? Now, how are you going to get people to actually sign up for something or buy something or read something? What is your strategy? You wrote a blog post. Awesome. I'm so happy you hit publish. Who cares? 
Where is it? How many times are you going to tell me about it? Are you going to pin it? What's your strategy of getting people there? I think we just see all these people. And again, this is going back to the getting paid to be creative is a myth. I get paid to blog. I get paid to post pictures on Instagram. I get paid to do whatever. That is not true. It is just not true because that doesn't lead people there. That doesn't keep growing your audience. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't get paid to blog. I get, I get paid to run a business. The blog gets people into a funnel that they get dripped on and nurtured and loved on. And eventually maybe, maybe they'll buy, Mm -hmm. but like, I don't get paid because I'm a blogger. Like that's just not how it is. No. And so, so many people ask us again, okay, well, what's the one thing you would recommend me to do to grow it? And there's like seven things and you have to do seven things really well. And you have to do them all at the same time and all consistently to expect a fast paced growth. I hate saying do the work, but you got to do the work. Do the work. Do it. (laughs) And I think this goes in to the next point of expecting all of those things, even if you just pick one or all 10 of them to just happen like that. And for you to go from zero to six figures overnight And for you to think that through one blog post or one week of posting on Instagram consistently will get you collaborations and sales and whatever. And we think it's just going to happen overnight. Well, and I think a lot of this goes back to looking over people's shoulders because I think you see other people who are further along in business and they're doing collaboration after collaboration and they're launching this and doing that. And I think we're a good example of we have so much on our plate. We are doing new things all of the time. And to an outsider, they may be like, what the heck? Like, how is this even possible? But it was literally years leading up to this point. It wasn't Mm -hmm. overnight things just happened. Our blog didn't go from zero to 50,000 views in a day. It took writing consistently five days a week for a year and a half Mm -hmm. to even consider getting that to happen. And You know, some people definitely see growth more rapidly in different places. But regardless, I think we need to set our expectations based on ourselves. So Mm -hmm. if you can look at, okay, these are my numbers for this week. How can I just improve over the next week, over the next 30 days? Like you have to hold yourself as your own standard of success and then judge how you're going to do. And sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to go back to the like launching mentality. Like when we launched our first course, what did you have? Eight people. Uh Uh-huh. And then when we did it together, we, I think sold 12 or 13 spots Mm -hmm. and it took a solid year plus year and a half about to hit a thousand students. And that wasn't in one course. That was in a bunch of different products. So it was never like zero to $100,000 launch. Like that's never happened for us. I'd love mm-hmm. to say it has, but it that would be me straight up lying to you. Well, and this is why we were super open and honest last year when we published our income report. I think it's very, very helpful to see where the money comes from where people are investing, how long it takes to get from point A to point B. And we'll link that in the show notes to you guys. It was a little nerve wracking for us to write it, but in part of the mission of breaking down the walls of the creative community and sharing the things that work and the things that don't, we knew we had to put that out there. And we've heard from a lot of you that it was really nice to see. And it was really reassuring that that's how long it takes for a lot of people. But I think 
what to take away from that is, and I just had a phone call with a creative a couple days ago about this. We are aligning our goals with the efforts that someone else took to get to those goals when our efforts don't match that. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is we were blogging five days a week, posting on Instagram three times a day, hosting webinars, talking to our email list, providing opt-ins. Like it's never just one thing. So all of those things were happening and we were doubling our list month over month. We were growing a thousand per month on Instagram. We were, you know, our blog traffic was spiking every single month. So someone looks at that and was like, okay, I want those same results, but I can only blog twice a week. You're just not going to get there. It's not going to happen. That's okay. If you only have twice a week, that is 100% okay. But make sure your growth projection is in line with how much time you can give it. Yeah, absolutely. Period. Period. <laughs> she has a very firm period at the end of that statement. I in case do. you missed it. <laughs> I think we also tend to hide behind what everyone else is doing. And, uh, you know, like that's that's just crappy. Like, I get it. In the beginning, I definitely would look up to other people that had been in business longer than me, whether it had been, you know, three extra months or not. Like, you just find these people, you hold on to them, you start following them in all of the places, which I mean is great. Like, they can be inspiring to you, but I think you have to be careful because you tend to want to be like them. You tend to want to model your behaviors after them. In fact, like I even find myself laying in bed at night thinking about my relationship with Emily and be like, have I changed my style like that significantly just because I'm around Emily all the time? I'm like, do I actually like these things or does Emily like them? And I'm just now like following Emily because I'm a fan. And what she means by that is trying to buy all the cacti and changing her wardrobe to all black and white stripes. <laughs> it's, I mean, not that I'm disappointed. It's been, <laughs> it's been pretty okay. And my cactus, he needs, or she needs a name. So if you want to help me name her, yeah, you could totally do name that. the cacti. She has like these crazy spikes that kind of look like eyelashes. We'll put a picture of her in the show notes. Okay. Sounds like a plan. But anyway, that was totally a tangent. I think we tend to look at what other people are doing and we want to follow in their footsteps and it's okay. That is totally normal. That is totally reasonable to feel that way, but I want to give you permission to make your own path. Mm -hmm. I want to give you permission to come up with your own strategies to develop your own products and services. And the more they are original, the more unlike everything else they are on the market, the more you're going to stand out. Well, and here's the reality to that. When we started blogging, I can't tell you how many less thousands of people were blogging at that time. When we started Instagramming, how many millions less accounts there were at that time? Pinning things, hosting webinars, whatever strategy we use at the very beginning of our business looks entirely different because thousands and beyond thousands of people are joining the internet every single day, are joining Instagram, are joining blogging, are building a website, whatever. There are literally just more people on the internet. And so as those things happen, and as the scope of running an online business changes and becomes more prevalent, those behaviors need to change. And so a lot of what's taught is 
what's getting attention now and still is what's been taught five years ago, 10 years ago. And frankly, a lot of it just isn't relevant anymore. So if you are looking to someone else to follow into their shoes, make sure the results that they were getting were pretty recent or in the industry that you are in, or even the same tactics that you wanna follow. And that's 100% the reason why we started transitioning to teaching, because we were seeing the tactics of online selling, marketing, email marketing, whatever it was, was like kinda 90s and old and gross and weird and like taught by a bunch of people who we didn't even know. Even if it wasn't weird, like let me give you an example. So Marie Forleo, Pat Flynn, David Seidman Garland, you know, like think of some big people, big people. These people started their businesses, some of them more than a decade ago. Yeah. And there were like two people on the internet. <laughs> so what they were doing then, like good luck using the exact same strategies now. I am not mm-hmm. saying they aren't excellent teachers. A hundred percent. I think yeah, they're amazing. we learn from them every day. <laughs> they're amazing people. But I think when we get caught up on, especially when we go like crazy, crazy bigger than ourselves. Like when we're not just looking at our neighbor down the street, but when we're looking at like practically celebrities in our industry, Mm -hmm. I think we get stuck on like, oh, well, if I just do these things, like I can't tell you how many people have said, I want to make a course that's kind of like B-school, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, don't. In fact, we fell into the exact same problem. Like literally had the same thought, the same struggles. And I'm going to own it. Like we straight up thought that was what we were going to do. But it was dumb because you can't recreate Marie's success by doing what she did. Like you just can't. Nope, nope, nope. So that comes down to the final point is at the end of the day, what all of these myths and all of these mistakes tie into is that you are absolutely 100% undervaluing what you are actually capable of. When we start to look to so many other people and start to compare our success and start to trying to appeal to everyone and all of these things, we forget and we don't know how to tap into what we are actually good at. And at the end of the day, you know your business better than anyone else. You know your craft better than anyone else. You know your audience and your customer better than anyone else. So I really encourage you to take a gut check and truly ask yourself, what is best for them? Yeah. Well, and I want you to really take a stance. Like, I think a lot of people want to be a certain way because they're afraid of being themselves. And I think the moment you can own your personality and you can own your own obsessions and your own crazy and your own passions and your own intelligence, this like confidence just oozes out of you, which is contagious. And I think people ask us all the time, like, how are you so confident? It didn't come overnight. I did. I wasn't born out of the womb this way. Like, but I was. Yeah. Super annoying. <laughs> I don't know. You were bossy. You were a bossy baby. But my mom, you know, she definitely hounded into me. Like, you can do whatever you set your mind to. And I didn't believe her for like a long time. But finally, I did. And finally, I was like, you know what? Maybe mom's right. Maybe mom had a point. Maybe I can do whatever I set my mind to. And I know you can too. And so if you haven't been told your entire life that you can do this thing, Emily and I are going to stand up for you and we're going to shout it from the rooftops every single day because you Mm -hmm. need someone telling you you can and you need 
less people in your life Mm -hmm. doubting your capabilities. Yeah. Picture that mom in the stands with the horn and the pom-poms and the sweater with your face on it. And she's standing up and she's yelling at you. That's us. Oh, 100%. So if you need a visual to get you through your day, just close your eyes for a second and picture us sitting in the stands and we are cheering you on like that obnoxious mom and grandma up there in the blankets with like the hand warmers on and the hats and the horns. That's us. Oh, every 100%. Day for you. And I can't wait until I have kids so I can actually do Oh, that. have you all seen the video of the lady like dancing in the stadium? Abby sent that to me and was like, this is you. Like 100%. Because I have ridiculous dance breaks in the middle of Target, as it is, by myself. So I cannot wait to be in those stadium seats, just being a ridiculous mom. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) But anyways, I think what I want you to take away from this is that regardless of who's told you what, regardless of how you feel about yourself, At the end of the day, we're going to help you own the fact that you're a businesswoman who can do this, who can create something totally new, who can do this thing better than anyone else out there. Mm -hmm. And you just have to own it and run with it and do the work. Yep. So let's talk strategy to me. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Well, I think my first and favorite strategy is something we haven't brought up yet, actually. We have a freebie for y'all. Ooh. The easiest business plan ever. And you can go download it right now. And we're going to help you create a plan and a structure so that regardless of if you've started your business or you've been in business five years and you just need a refresh, we need to step back and take Mm -hmm. a look at how you can focus on the business side of your business. Mm -hmm. We like to call it a party in my biz pants because now I know what the heck is going on plan. It's (laughs) super simple. It's super modern. It's not a stuffy old 90s business plan that's going to like make you print 300 pages and fill them with this binder and answer questions. It's one page. Oh, so exciting. So we would really love your first step is to click that download. It's totally free. Print it off. Fill it out. We encourage you to spend less than a half hour on it. We do not want you to overthink it. We want you to go with your gut and then maybe just keep checking into it once a month, once every quarter as this year progresses and see where you are. See if the things that you are doing align with the plan that you initially laid in place and then pivot if you need to. Okay. Yeah. So my number two strategy is I want you to take a piece of paper and I want you to write down two columns. I want you to list out everything you're doing that's trying to copy or mimic someone. Oh, snap. And I want you to make a list of things that you can do that are totally new and totally exciting. Oh, and then maybe have some wine before you do. I think one. this might feel like a little bit of a slap in the face and I'm sorry, but how can we be a little bit more original? And then don't share this paper with anybody else. This is your paper. You own this paper. These are your ideas. And I'm not saying you have to get rid of every tactic. Like obviously if Instagram is working for thousands of businesses, I'm not saying quit Instagram. (laughs) That is not what I'm saying. But if there's like something super specific that you're doing that you're like, well, if I kind of do it like her, like maybe I'll kind of get the same results. I want you to go. Did you just have an accent for a second? I think so. I think you did. And I loved it. <laughs> Occasionally a Southern slips out of it. I so, think you were channeling Jessica Stans. I think I was. She 
Mm, she's amazing. <laughs> anyway, so yes, write down what you're doing that's a mimicking or copying. Nobody's going to judge you. This is your mm-hmm. personal list. And mm-hmm. then I want you to write down your own growth strategy ideas for what you can do to own in your business. And my last tip would be, we'll link this in the show notes as well, is perfect your elevator pitch. A lot of this goes into owning your business self and owning that business hat. And if you're able to easily say what it is that you do, instead of saying it's a hobby or it's something you work on or it's something that you think might become something, if you actually stand secure in that truth of what you want it to become, then you start to believe that and everyone else starts to believe that around you. So we have a free blog post for you to give you some tactics on how to create that elevator pitch. So I encourage you to read that and spend some time on it and just rock this damn thing. So we gave you a ton of things to do today. Like the homework list is a little bit crazy. So definitely go to thestrategyhour.com to get a copy of the show notes. We're going to go over all of the homework steps. You're going to be able to do the poll and name my cactus and all the things. It's going to be awesome. Go check it out. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy-to-customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.